Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fancy Weekly Videocast and Podcast. Today, we'll be previewing Game Week 19 and having a look back on Game Week 18. It was a crazy game week, and on the agenda, the first blank game week of the season frustrates as low scores and missing players leads to the lowest average so far this season. North London sides both slip up as Crystal Palace and Fulham both earn a share of London Derby spoils. And Manchester United top the league table after New Year's Day for the first time since 2013 thanks to a wondrous Paul Pogba volley away at Burnley. Alongside me is my right-hand man in the eSports Live commentary box. It's Elliot Craig. How are you, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm just, just smiling through the pain at the minute of being a Newcastle fan, but I'm not doing too bad, thank you. Well, I mean, I hadn't mentioned it so far, but I, I will put on the record that I'd got up at quarter to five local time to watch that Newcastle game with you. I don't know why I bothered. That's probably the worst game I've ever watched in my life. But Sheffield United, obviously, it's fair to mention them getting their first win of the season. Long drought is now over for them. So all the, all the Blades fans must be absolutely buzzing with that one. But it was an absolutely dreadful game. Um, and how you can put up with that every week, I do not know. Uh, let's move on from that quickly, though. I hope Billy Sharp is in your three shocks to watch because Sheffield United winning was a shock enough. Is he in there or not? No, mate, he's not. Unfortunately for you, he's not. I, he wasn't one of the top. Well, he was, he was up near the top, but there were three that scored uh, 11 points this week. So uh, we'll get into it now. So firstly, we've got Everton defender Michael Keane. The Toffee centre-half managed a goal and three bonus points in their 2-1 win over Wolves, which gave him 11 points, as I mentioned, in game week 18. Secondly, we have Man United midfielder Paul Pogba, who also got 11 points in game week 18, which came from a clean sheet, a goal and three bonus. And what a goal it was, by the way. Uh, and yeah. finally, over to the blue side of Manchester, we have Phil Foden, who I like almost identically to Pogba managed 11 points from a clean sheet, a goal and three bonus points. Obviously, they weren't the highest scores in the world this week, but it was a pretty low scoring game week. So uh, they were my top three shocks of the week, mate. Yeah, definitely. So it's a good point you mentioned about being, you know, low scores this week. I mentioned that the fact that it was the lowest average, 30 points this mm. season. So, you know, I scored I scored well more than 30 points this week and um, I, took an, I took a red arrow. So that just shows how futile this weekend was or this week was, sorry. That you know, I can score what I did and still take red arrows, but crazy game week. But hopefully, you got through the worst of it. So, for Peely's Puzzler this week, we've got two clues to start the podcast. Last week, the answer was George Weyer, obviously the uh, president of Liberia, the best footballer to come out of that country, and a brilliant, brilliant player at that as well. So, uh, the first two clues for this week we've got I started my playing career at Nantes in France in 2001. And I was signed by Manchester United as a potential Roy Keane successor. So there are the two clues to start the podcast. Two more midway through. Let's see if you can get this one right this week. So now onto the fixtures and results of the recap and the preview for this week. We start reviewing game week 18 with the worst match of football I think either or both Ever. of us have seen. Ever. 4.45, I set my alarm for this one for a 5am kickoff um, in Melbourne. Sheffield United get their first win of this Premier League season, backing up their FA Cup win from last week against Bristol Rovers. Billy Sharp from the penalty spot after Federico Fernandez had a judge to have handled the ball after a VAR review. Yeah, this was the worst game I've seen, I think, in my life. Or if it's not, it's up there. Uh, Ryan Fraser, absolute brain fade with two yellow cards in like about five minutes. He's absolutely clattered. I think it was it McGoldrick for the second yellow. Absolutely yeah, cleaned him up. It was, mate. I don't know what he was thinking, but Newcastle lose. 
Crusher heaps onto Steve Bruce. And finally, they break their Premier League dock to Sheffield United with a win. Chris Wilder's 101st win as Sheffield United boss. Manchester United get the win over Burnley and leapfrog to the top of the Premier League table. After New Year's Day for the first time since 2013, Paul Pogba um, had a volley that was deflected en route to goal, beat Nick Pope and got the three points for Manchester United. Rashford with the assist as the Red Devils left Turf more happy. Wolves lost to Everton at home. Molyneux, not a fortress this week for uh, the old gold side. Michael Keane and Alex Awobi, who you were bantering off before the start of the game, obviously when the teams it's, came out, you were it, saying, why is Alex Awobi starting? What is Alex Awobi doing? And uh, scores. It, scores to like uh, open the scoring. Uh, Ruben Neves scored for Wolves, but it wasn't enough as um, Everton won the game by two goals to one. Manchester City beat Brighton 1-0. Phil Foden, the star boy himself, the Stockport Iniesta, I think they call him. So, uh, obviously... Stockport Messi. Stockport Messi. Stockport Messi. I think they've called him both, have they not? Have they called, I think they've yeah, called him the Stockport Iniesta as well at yeah, one point in time. He's going to bring home the World Cup in 2022 and he's doing well for Manchester City as well. With the only goal in the game, obviously the missed penalty from Raheem Sterling is going to frustrate a lot of people. Five saves for Sanchez and goal for, uh, for Brighton gives him... More reason to be a differential option in your classic and draft sides. But they took the points, did Manchester City at home. Tottenham frustrated by Fulham in a London derby. Harry Kane with an early goal. An absolute peach of a ball in from Sergio Regulon from left-hand side. Caviero, though, from um, from Fulham, the Portuguese international. Brilliant ball in from Adamola Luckman. Again, two absolute, br- absolutely brilliant crosses. Brilliant providing from, uh, from both sides as Cavalera headed home. 1-1. Uh, between Spurs and Fulham to frustrate the North London side. And to round off the game week, we've got Spurs' North London rivals Arsenal, who were also held at home by Crystal Palace this time. Nil or draw, really boring game, but uh, a good point for Palace nonetheless. Moving forward, we've got a lot of fixtures to go through, so we'll just breeze through these as quickly as we can. We've got Wolves and West Brom in the Midlands derby to start off the game week. Leeds host Brighton, and concurrently, West Ham will play Burnley in a claret and blue clash. Fulham will host Chelsea in, an, in another London derby. We've got Leicester hosting Southampton. Moving on to Sunday, Sheffield United will play host to Tottenham. Liverpool and Manchester United, the biggest game of the season so far at Anfield and the biggest game in this FPL week. Who's going to re- reign supreme? It's going to be a very interesting one to see how that one plays out. Manchester City will host Crystal Palace. Arsenal will host a hapless Newcastle at the Emirates. West Ham will play West Brom on the 20th of January local time at 5am. Leicester will play Chelsea. Manchester City host Aston Villa, 5am Melbourne time. And uh, we've got Fulham and Manchester United. I guess the Edwin van der Sar derby, can we call this one? 7.15, yeah. I think that's Amazon prime time. Really annoying, but what a player Edwin van der Sar was, by the way. Uh, Liverpool host Burnley on the only game on Thursday night. And Aston Villa Newcastle has been rescheduled for the 24th of January Melbourne time. So, man- so uh, probably a 7-0 win there for Aston Villa it is fair to say more Bruce Ball to watch can't wait mate I was absolutely oh, thrilled word. thrilled thrilled when I saw that one was rescheduled Ru- absolutely ruined my week that did <laughs> oh my days uh, I mean I'll watch it as well it's a decent time 7am so I'll be watching that one I don't know why I do it to myself but there you go I don't either mate I don't either <laughs> and, and two men alongside me now the two guests that we've got who are on the podcast every single week. I think they've navigated it through it pretty well. They're both through in the FPL Cup, unlike Elliot. Um, to start with, we'll go with uh, with Jack. Manchester United, top of the league, mate, for the first time in absolute donkey's years. You must be absolutely buzzing. Welcome to the podcast again, mate. 
Good to be back, boys. Uh, hello to you all. Uh, absolutely buzzing, obviously, United at the top of the league. Listen, I think without getting carried away, we're in the mix. We've got a say, which is, um, you know, three months ago, two months ago, we'd never have even thought that. So uh, to be in with a mix and in, 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 in the mix and in with a shout, can't complain with that, unlike um, our colleague at Spurs. Well, I mean, for once, for once, Ale is at the wheel and not crashing. So it's, it's quite different to see this year. But uh, definitely interesting to see Manchester United and Liverpool at the top of the table. So, you know, some would say that's how it should be, and it should be a cracking title race to end this season. The other, uh, the other regular on this podcast is wearing the most non-Blackburn Blackburn shirt I've ever seen in my life. A brilliant number, blue and white halves, uh, Tottenham commemorative shirt from a, from a little while ago. It's Matt from FPL Addicts. Matt, how are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, Ollie. Look, yeah, this is a 125-year uh, shirt from the uh, 2008 season. So, yeah, really good shirt, this. Uh, got Gareth Bell on the back. But um, yeah, going to Fantasy League, uh, not a bad week for me and uh, not too happy with Tottenham at the moment. There are a couple of uh, pretty drab results similar to uh, to Steve Bruce's style of play, I think, with us at the moment. Mourinho, Mourinho and Bruce sharing tactics, I think. I'll tell you what, I watched I watch both games, both the Newcastle game against Sheffield United and in your game against Fulham. Don't even put Mourinho and Bruce in the same conversation, please. Please. <laughs> was oh, it that much days. worse, was it? I didn't, oh, I didn't watch oh, all the Newcastle game. Oh, it was absolutely you horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. I, I don't know how Steve Bruce is still at the helm there, but um, I guess that is a story for another day. And I guess for LA's sake, it's best if we don't harp on about it, though. On to our mini-league review, though. Just quickly before we go on to our teams, it's mental the amount of chips that we use this week. 18 out of the top 20 used chips, and unsurprisingly, some might assume 16 of them were free hits, and the other two were the second wild cards that were used. So 18 out of those top 20 using chips, which I think is the most uh, you know, out of the top 20 in any single week. Um, in terms of our mini-league, though, And Elliot, you're sitting pretty at the top once again. Obviously, you've only used a couple of chips, so that'll probably hold you in good stead. And one person who has used a lot of chips, though, if we scroll down a little bit, is Amarasana in 18th. One spot below me has used all his chips, including his second wild card. He used his wild card this week and got 14 points, which is, you know, probably one of the lowest scores Ouch. in a long time with a wild card. Look at that. That's his wild card team. How many players has he got missing? Is, is that even Mario, a bit unlucky? Is that even looking good going forward as a wild card option? <laughs> I don't I think mean, so. No, he's got Dallas on his bench and, and James Justin, mm. I guess. But that is an absolutely shocking wild card team. And Amarasan has had an absolute nightmare. But back to that top 10, you can see that all on the screen. Just there, we've got Tom Stones, the early trailblazer. He's still in the top 10K in the world. So representing worldwide, Elliot and Tom are inside the top 10K overall rank. We've got... Morgan Hanley, who I assume will be the guest soon. We've got the questions lined up for him. He's in fourth spot. Hairdresser Joe Cadella in fifth, rounding out that top five. We've got sixth, we've got Jimmy. Seventh, we've got DS team. Eighth, we've got Vimal. Ninth, we've got Anune. And tenth, we've got Keith Thomas. In terms of, you know, the guests, we've got the draft man, James Gazan. He was on the draft podcast um, a little while ago. He's in 12th spot. Myself, I'm in 17th. And if we scroll down a little bit, Jillers Killers, 24th, Jack, not too bad Hang, at all. Hanging in there, hanging in there. And Matt, 31st, the Delhi Tubby's still doing a decent job, although he might need to change your name if he uh, gets on loan to uh, PSG. Uh, Morgan's mugged us off, apparently. So um, there you go, mate. He's a Burnley <laughs> fan, so you know I don't have to interview him. So there you go. Um, 
you know, he'd probably just say some rubbish about how they're the biggest club in Lancashire anyway. So, uh, yeah, he's not on the podcast this week. So apologies for that. But that's how our mini league is looking. We've uh, done pretty well, I guess. And one person who has done really, really well is our manager of the week, which is Frodo himself. You may remember from a little while ago that we had him on the podcast. And he's absolutely done bits as Daniel Little, Dream Team, 66 points, which was four clear of next best, who was uh, Didier, who had 62. But 13k uh, game week rank is really good. He's got Darlow in net, which Elliot didn't work. We know that. But Phil Foden, one of the players you've just outlined, 11 points. Harry Kane nailed his captain choice as well and had some decent contributors in defence as well. So he's manager of the week. He's the second time he's done that, which is the first person to do that this season, to be a multiple manager of the week winner. We might have to sort a bigger prize out if we can do that. But Daniel Little, once again, is manager of the week. In terms of us, though, Jack, we're going to start with you this week on teams. How did you get on? Yeah, cheers, Ollie. I mean, this week it was um, a bit of a tough one for me because I uh, gambled on the free hit and I was saying to the guru, it's all part of the gamble, all good fun with uh, playing the free hit. Went back and forward with myself a couple of different times with teams. Terrible, obviously, point score, 35. I mean, above the average, so it was kind of worth um, playing to get above the average, which, you know, in, is a small <laughs> small little pat on the back, but I think that's about it. Um Obviously, the Newcastle ones that we were talking about, we thought they'd do the job. Elliot's let us down there. It's all his fault. Um, you know, losing 1-0 there. It's terrible. Uh, got a bit um, angry with uh, our Italian friend, Ancelotti, bringing Coleman on for one minute. Uh, so, we, you know, if, he, if he'd stayed off the pitch, Mitchell would have got eight points on there. Oh, so no. Not too oh, happy no. about that one. Um, and then even it got obviously got worse over the weekend to see Sterling not even starting for City. Um, I instead of putting the City assets in defence, I overloaded that midfield. Um, Sterling didn't even start. You know, he plays the game, comes on at the end, last ten minutes. De Bruyne gets the penalty. Sterling for some reason steps up, but at that moment I was still overjoyed, thinking, yes, what a decision! He's going to bag. Blazes it 20 miles into Rosehead. I think it's still travelling all the way over here to Australia, that ball. Um, so, obviously, an absolute nightmare. And Fernandez not hitting against Burnley. I thought Cavani, obviously, he uses world class. Um, thought he might grab one. Thought it was going to be his game against Burnley, but he didn't hit. And then Lacazette this morning as well. Absolute nightmare not hitting. Um, but left a couple of, obviously, points on the, on the bench, as I said. Not great. I think the only saving grace this week was my uh, my cup run uh, continued. Um, hit what did I get on here? Uh, finished thirty eight to eighteen against the our friend over here. Um, so Elliot, I'm still in the cup, mate. So you can note that down for when uh, you're talking about our cup runs. Uh, I'm going for the double in there. But I don't think I can do the treble anymore. So I'm still going for the draft and the uh, and the oh, F- FPL cup. <laughs> Yeah, it's not all good. I mean, I've dropped to 24th in the league. Um, so, but still in the mix, like United, still in the mix. Definitely. So, the, on the Lacazette point this morning, it was an interesting one because Hector Bellerin took one right off his toes. Um, he was running forward and had a shot on goal that went way wide. And Lacazette was fuming with, I think it was uh, Smith Rowe from that right-hand side set him up. And right. it was going towards Lacazette, took it off his toes and Lacazette was fuming. So, if he bags there, you know, your game week improves a little bit. But uh, there we go. Uh, Elliot, across to you next. Um, you're the only person out of the four of us not still in the FPL Cup. Just let us know why. Well, you just look at that. Jack's drawing a guy who scored 18 points, mate. I'm I'm drawing a guy who is uh, scoring 
just similar to me. He got 55, I got 53. Oh. Obviously, it just wasn't enough. So it was quite high scoring. But um, no, I didn't I didn't have a bad week at all by any stretch of the imagination. 53 points from a free hit. I was more than happy with that. Obviously, Jack's mentioned, we've all mentioned. Less said about Darlow, the better. Had a good game himself, got man of the match. But just you don't get points for man of the match in fantasy. But the City double up works. I think this season with City assets, the defenders are doing the business of the midfielders just aren't. They look a lot more defensively solid. Mitchell got subbed on for Tierney, luckily, who um, obviously got two bonus points. Mitchell in a clean sheet. Unlucky with the captaincy choice on Fernandez. Should have gone De Bruyne. That's what the difference was between me and my opponent in the, uh, the cup. So that's what's got him over the line. Rashford, I was happy because I went him over Lacazette. And Lacazette obviously didn't do anything. And then Kane and then the rest just didn't really do much. But no, it's uh, 53 points that we take into next week again. Just keep ticking it over and we'll just see how next week goes, mate. Yeah, it's heartbreaking to lose in the cup like that. 17th highest in the league. The 17th highest score you had with 53 is a decent score. But frustrating to lose in that manner, especially Callum Wilson, you know, and uh, and Darlow being the double frustration. Wilson absolutely had no one, no attacking uh, supply whatsoever. Had one, you know, half chance and... And that was it. So that didn't work for uh, for me or you because I brought Wilson in as well. But um, are you happy with that score still despite being knocked out of the cup? Yeah, mate. I'm still thrilled with that. 53 points isn't a bad score for especially how low scoring this game week was. You know, I, I took all green arrows and everything. So it was, I was more than happy with that. You still just claw your way up the league with that sort of stuff. So, yeah, really happy with 53, mate. So, uh, Matt, over to you next then. How did you get on this week? Did you navigate the uh, troubles that Game Week 18 posed? Yeah, I uh, I used the free hit as well. I thought oh, I was a bit like Jack. I had a few sleepless nights over it as well. Wasn't sure whether or not I wanted to really play it at this stage. Um, but I just didn't quite have enough players in the park. So I did okay in the end, 57. Uh, so above the average, which is nice. Um, happy, like like was mentioned before, with the, the City double up, Diaz and Stones. Bonus point for Diaz, which was, was pretty good. Uh, even a save point for Larice, obviously would have preferred the full clean sheet. But you know, when we can see the goal, I'll happily take an extra save point. Uh, De Bruyne, captain, probably if if they'd given him that penalty, that would have been a, probably another sixteen points because he would have got a goal and bonus. So I was a bit upset about that. Um, and he also would have got the assist if Sterling hadn't hadn't put it over the bar. Uh, Fernandez didn't didn't really do too much this week. I think the uh, introduction of Pogba. Um, it looked like Fernandez probably wasn't quite as far forward. Pogba took a lot more of his spaces going forward. Uh, so only two for him. Rashford, same as Elliot, uh, picked him over Lacazette, got the assist. Harry Kane, goal and bonus. So yeah, not not a bad uh, not a bad free hit considering the average was only uh, thirty points. So I'll take that. You know, green arrows. Uh, so f- a few decent weeks in a row now. So uh, you know, hopefully I can continue and try and try and crack myself back into that top 20 at some point but it's going to be tough uh, tough this week but we'll see how we go I've got I've got to jump in here all the talk about last week on the podcast all through WhatsApp on our WhatsApp group was Lacazette 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 and the guru hasn't put him in yeah it was going to be him I was talking about Lacazette I was actually worried about not having him so I did have him in one of my draft teams um, I don't know. I just got caught out by Callum Wilson. I think I was saying to Elliot even before this on on a there was a Twitter post I uh, tagged him in about Wilson and Newcastle, and I was even doubting Wilson. And then when he blanked, I was really upset about not having Lacazette. But yeah, it was okay in the end. I uh, 
put the extra money into Rashford. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was. I think it was that midfielder point. So, yeah. All, all, our, all our fans and followers disappointed. <laughs> you after, all that advice, after all that advice. Yeah, you're giving true. Them. Yeah, true. He was in the uh, he was in the Guru Scout uh, Scout squad for last week though. So, uh, yeah, I had to do something a bit different for myself. Not, not back. Couldn't put, I couldn't put another. I couldn't triple up an Arsenal mate. Come on. Two, I tripled up on Spurs. It was it was either Larice, uh triple up on Spurs or triple up on Arsenal. I could not triple up on Arsenal. No way. No, yeah, I, think, I think you're spot on though with the um, it's a City <laughs> defence, isn't it? Across yeah. everything, the City yeah. defence. Yeah, Elliot's seen as well. For that game week, I think it's so, so much better. Unless you yeah. unless you've got De Bruyne and uh, Foden, maybe at the moment Foden's oh, quite yeah, handy. True. He's quite cheap, but we'll see. Yeah, and are you still in the cup as well, then, Matt? Are you still you're still going strong, aren't you? Yeah, I believe so. I think uh, there we go. It was fifty-seven to forty-nine. So um, yeah, managed to make it through. So pretty happy with that, and see how we go. Maybe I might draw, uh, draw one of you boys. Oh, can you imagine? How could all that be? <laughs> That'll be insane. Oh, mate, it'd be brilliant. When does the draw come out, Elliot? For the next one, do you know? Uh, it will probably be sometime soon, considering how fast the game week. Because I think it comes out at least, I think it's like two days before the game week starts, before the deadline. So it's it's pretty quick. Oh, game on! And then does does it go all? When does it end? It ends game week thirty eight. There'll be two people all, all left the way by to the end. All yeah. people. Oh, wow. wow, that's how the numbers work. So it obviously divides by two every week, oh, okay. and then by yeah. game week thirty eight, it'll be finished. Incredible. Mm. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. One of us is still standing. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it'll be me, to be honest with you, based on my <laughs> patchy form. But um, across to me, just quickly, you know, I, I had 40 net points this week. I had 44. And then obviously with the two transfers, got the four-point hit. Pablo Mari, the late-out injury. I thought that Gabriel could take his spot, um, but he didn't even end up doing that. Pablo Mari was injured. So really frustrating on that one. David De Gea, another clean sheet. Rob Holding, you know, the outside shout that I made. I got a few, uh, you know, I had a few criticisms for that bringing Rob Holding in, but he's worked an absolute treat since I brought him in. I think he's had 25 points the last three game weeks, so absolutely buzzing there. Obviously, De Bruyne, he had the six points as well, so got the assist and the clean sheet point for being the midfielder. Um, I will say I was a little bit disappointed with Harry Kane. Obviously, buzzing that he scored, but it looked like in that first half he'd be on for a hat trick. Like it was absolutely tore that Fulham defence to shreds, but they defended well. Credit to Fulham, they got the goal and. And that was it for Harry Kane. But, you know, definitely happy that I nailed the captain choice. Half decent score. Hoping for a bit more. But, again, red arrows, slight red arrows. I think it was like 10, 15k red arrows in the overall rank, which was really frustrating. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Just got to keep moving forward now. I just wanted to stay with the pack this week. And after this week, this is my plan just to accelerate, try and get up the ranks and, and see where we can get to. It's funny you um, it's funny you say you were annoyed with Kane, Ollie. I was a bit more annoyed with Son, to be honest. He had a handful mm. of chances that he could have put away which was frustrated me a lot but yeah, hit post as well yeah, he, he did, did I, I thought that was going to go in and that was going to crown off a, a decent game week uh, but obviously hit the post and Fulham went down the other end through Cavalero brilliant ball in by the way both assists by the way can I just say were unreal um, but the assist for, for Cavalero's goal was beautiful um, Larice obviously nearly got a hand to it but um, yeah Son was a, a little bit frustrating Eric Dyer obviously losing that clean sheet so I've got a bit of work to do, but I think with the transfers that I've got this week, I think I'm going to get to do it. I'm playing my wild card this week. Bit of a bombshell dropped on the podcast, but this is the team I've got so far. I've got a triple up on Manchester City defenders. I'm loving the way they're going at the minute. I think it's 
seven goals they've conceded since the Leicester game or something crazy like that. Um, I was looking at it before, but Edison, Stones and Cancelo, obviously Cancelo can go forward himself and provide some attacking output. Uh, Rob Holden, I've got to stick with. I'm going to bring Stuart Dallas back in as well, who um, was brilliant beforehand. And that, just that midfield there, the four, you know, potentially discounting Smith Rowe, but those four there, Fernandez, Rashford, Son and Salah, I think are going to do incredible for me. So, Put the armband on Salah, I think, out of out of Rashford, Fernandez, and uh, and Salah with the with the two games. I think the most appetising fixtures are going to be both played at Anfield with Manchester United and Burnley both at home. I think it's a no-brainer to captain Salah this week if you've got him. Um, and obviously Harry Kane, Sheffield United away. They're going to be potentially buoyed by back-to-back wins. Obviously one in the Cup against Bristol Rovers and one against Newcastle. But I've got to captain Salah. I have to captain Salah. And that's the way I'm looking for this week. So, obviously, I may make a few more changes. I um, dabbled with going with James Justin instead of Cancelo and bringing Thomas Suchek in the midfield. Obviously, a, a favourite of this podcast, especially to uh, to Jack. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to go with that for now. I might well change it, but I don't really know, to be honest. Uh, Matt, across to you. Oh, in terms of transfers, what are you thinking? Yeah, look, I'm not too sure at the moment. Um I'm definitely going to, after seeing your wild card, I'm a little bit tempted. I don't like a wild card this early uh, with what we're probably looking at 19 game weeks to go. But I am a little bit tempted. Um, I'm also a bit tempted by a triple captain. Um, So, yeah, yeah, the actual, yeah, the transfer side, I'm not sure. If I'm going to do a transfer without without using a wild card, um, it's going to be tough. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to try and get rid of Che Adams. Um, because there's no uh, Saints have got Leicester away. I probably need another striker, so I uh, might have to look at a double. I'm not really sure if I'm too tempted by Wilson. I know he's got two games, and maybe Ollie Watkins um, has a couple of games as well. So yeah, yeah, I might look there, but I am quite tempted by a wild card or a triple captain in in terms of, of chips. So um, yeah, you've got to play a chip, I think, with a, with a double game week if you can. Uh, I can't use the bench boost, so. Um, yeah, transfers, don't quite know, but potentially a wild card like you, Ollie. I think you might might have sold me, but I don't know. I'll wait for press conferences. I'll um, I'll try and push you a little bit further into playing that wild card. One thing I've done that I, f- I forgot to mention is you can really set up your bench. So on my bench at the minute, I've got Sanchez from Brighton, the goalkeeper, Brewster, Davies and, uh, and Tyrek Mitchell. So you can really get the players in because you never mm. know with performance with, uh, with COVID and everything around that. And even with you know potential cup reschedules, like um, obviously the Southampton game, obviously they've got to fulfil their third round tie. So I think it was Leeds that got postponed, was it? Southampton Leeds? Um, yeah. If I'm correct there. So yeah, so even just setting up your bench might be a good thing to do now, just for the rest of the season, just so you can bring those players on. But, you know, it's definitely yeah. an interesting time to play a wild card. Yeah, I was going to say with the wild card, because I was obviously just looking at doing it, probably taking a hit. I was, I was either going to do a minus four, um, maybe a minus eight, but because uh, I was all set up for a bench boost this week until that Leeds game got called off. Once that got called off, I'm kind of in limbo as to do I pick a triple captain wild card or just do a minus eight. So not too sure right now. The only thing I thought I'd maybe ask you, you boys, especially you, Ollie, because you've used your wild card, is are you worried about using it this early or do you, do you think you might need it later on in the season? Because my strategy may have been use a wild card potentially for the next double maybe game week 25 and then game week 26 could be a double and then I could bench boost to have a squad of 15 double double game weekers so yeah that's the only thing that's kind of put me off the wild card right now but I'd like to know your thoughts considering you've, you've activated it 
look, I'm not really worried about using it this early because, like I say, I can set up my bench for the rest of the season. So the players like Bruce, yeah. I know Bruce obviously came on um, against Newcastle. You got like Keenan Davis, so I know came on against United, and Tyrant Mitchell who started and did so well this morning as we're recording this. So I think that's a good caveat about it. Um, and then it obviously means that next week potentially I could bench boost, knowing that I've got these players in. So I can go back-to-back chips and bench boost next week or bench boost maybe in a blank if they hold their spot. Um, but it's just nice to have a decent bench. And I think that's one thing that you can do for the rest of the season. As long as these guys keep playing, you can, you know, if there's ever a game that's postponed, you can sort of get a full 11 out. So I'm not really worried, to be honest, to answer your question. Yeah, I think it's funny. I think it's funny you asked that, Matt, because I think looking at Ollie's team that he's got there, I think he's going to shoot up the league now. I think you'll be in top five within the next two weeks with that team. Easily. Massive call. Yeah. Easily, easily. Like, no question about it. If no it one is. else plays their wild card like that, you will shoot up that league because that's don't just get, don't, a brilliant team. Don't give them all advice. Don't give them all advice. <laughs> it is a good team, Ollie. I think the only worry yeah. I have for me using it now not so much for your team because you've picked a good side. I just worry because my if I wanted to use mine now, I worry about my bench boost strategy and when I'm going to use it because I would like to use that for a squad of 15 players that might have a double. Mm-hmm. But then I guess we don't know when we, if we're going to get another double like this again. So triples by then, mate. Yeah. yeah, who knows? It's crazy. Elliot, you had a few yeah, more well, they're talking about an Aston Villa, Aston Villa triple up, so. Wow. Yeah, that would be crazy. Elliot, you had a few more thoughts there. We just cut you off. But have you got anything more to say about, about the wild card? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's... Um, I don't. I never like playing mine too early. I played mine my first one game week three last season and I didn't end up doing too badly with it. But I just think with COVID and everything and you know upcoming double game weeks, as we've said, or if teams don't have fixtures and whatnot, I think it's just going to be handy to have it in, in your repertoire and everything. So I'm not going to be using it. Um, soon, I don't think, but we'll just have to see how it goes, to be honest. I know you say you're not going to mention your wild card, but obviously we do have more game weeks before you use that. We've got this one coming up. Are you going to make any transfers this week? I'm rolling over, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I swear, honestly, it's like, um, what do you call it? Those videos that go around that's like, this thing happens every single time. Yeah. Conspiracy theories, whatnot. I swear the FPL conspiracy that is that Elliot just rolls over every week. Uh, free hit last week, mate. But no, I, I, I've got one transfer and it's not really going to be very useful for me this week. My team's not great, but it's not awful. I've got um, Dallas and Walker-Peters, who I really want to get rid of for the City double. So I might have to sort something out, maybe taking a four-point hit next week, taking out one of the big guns. But no, not, not this week, mate. No transfers for me. So hopefully, I'm not expecting a massive score this week. Just got to stay with the pack, as you say, and just keep moving forward. So fingers crossed we can do that. Yeah, the thing is, if you play a four-point hit next week with the two free transfers you got, you know, they call it the mini wild card. So you could really, you know, set your team up from there. But we need Statman here because we need to find out how many times Elliot's rolled over this season. <laughs> it's got to be a fair few. It's got to be a fair good. few, surely. It would be. It would be. I never like making transfers when I've only got one. I always like doing it when there's two for some reason. I don't know why, but that's just me. Definitely so. And you have rolled over a hell of a lot, but maybe it's a well, it's obviously a strategy that's working because you're in the top 10k in the world. So maybe we should take a leaf out of your book, but... You are rolling over a hell of a lot. Jack, over to you now. Are you going to be making any transfers this week or are you going to you know, go with Elliot's strategy and not make any? I'll, I'll make life a bit more exciting. Um, so, boys, you know, I've not used my wild card, so on your note about wild cards, um, I don't think I'll be using mine for a while, um, You know, until that, maybe that next double game week. 
Um, I feel like the squad's pretty decent. I've kind of been working it as I go along. But for this week, uh, for this double game week, um, so I've brought Foden in for um, Son. So I dropped Son, brought Foden in. Very, very quickly on that Phil Foden point, I see the armbands on him. It's not going to stay there, is it? No, it won't be staying there. I think it's just when I changed it over. Maybe it's not changed. Not a bad shout, though. No, I reckon no, he's going to play ninety minutes in both games. Though I can only see no. him playing ninety in one of them. Definitely, I, I reckon. I reckon he definitely get rotated, right? And that's he, and hopefully he gets rotated in the Villa game because if the Villa game doesn't happen, then at least he's in yeah. the in the Crystal Palace game, right? Yeah, but agree. for a guy who's on fire, he can't. They can't drop him. Surely they can't. He's had like is it three double digit holes in a row in this past yeah. three game weeks or something like that? So if, if he, I think if he plays this week, I think he's uh, his fifth game in a row, which. Is unheard of, I think, for him. But it's um, yeah. But so Foden's come in. I really like him, and he's obviously he's lighting up the league, isn't he? Um, and Bamford dropped Bamford for Vardy, obviously with that extra couple of mil. So Vardy's got two great fixtures. So I was thinking of captaining. I think Foden's a shout for captain. Uh, Suchek has a differential curveball, perhaps, and Vardy uh, in there as well. So them three is what I'm thinking. I know Oli's got Salah, so that's kind of puts him in my head. Shall I look at Salah, but I'm just going to wait until the deadline as well because I'm obviously what I spoke to you boys about um, you know and you know if anyone wants to listen to this great idea or not you could perhaps take an extra hit this week because there's two games um, obviously there's a minus a minus eight which is what um, I'm tempted to do with Chilwell but I'm just going to see I'll leave Chilwell in but if not I'm going to bring a City asset in um, for Chilwell perhaps um, and that'll that'll take my three transfers but it just depends if that game is likely to go ahead or not with that Villa um, City um, on the on this on this on this week uh, during midweek Wednesday, um, Wednesday yeah Wednesday night. so that's where I'm at my bench is all right I guess in there with them two in there I've still got my coffee in there so I'm excited you know you know life, you know it's a bit of a gamble You've got to try and be different and find those differentials because obviously it's that time of the year um, that time of the season to try and get them points after a bit of a poor week after the free hit. You know, I just want to, uh, yeah, stay in the mix. Definitely. Uh, I, I, I like your point, Jack. Sorry, just on the minus eight as well. I think that's a good point. There's a good opportunity to take the hits now if there's going to be two games for a player because it's effectively like two game weeks built into one. So it's probably not a bad idea. Um, you know, this is the week to take hits, I guess, if you're not going to wildcard or if you've used your free hit. Yeah, it's similar to that kind of mini wildcard one. You you know, you take the hits now, get those two games and get your get your team set up ready for you know game week 2021. 20, um so yeah, exciting, exciting week. I think uh, you know, I think everyone's excited. United at the top of the league. We've all made some decisions this week, apart from Elliot. And um yeah. Definitely so. It will be interesting to see just on the double game week point, the eight point hit with the, the the double game week not every team has a double obviously so that's the one thing where i would say the eight points is like it's not you know 20 fixtures in one game week it's a little bit less so it's an interesting one i can see reasons for and against it's not something i'd do but knock yourself out obviously you're no stranger to fpl suicides jack so um so maybe it is something for you matt though onto your guru section this week and i see in your uh, differential shout you've got a former favorite in FPL, if you played fantasy football a while ago, you remember the uh, centre-half partnership at the Hawthorns at West Brom with uh, Gareth McCauley and, uh, and the other centre-half partner that absolutely tore it to shreds back in the day. But, um, you know, you've got your differentials, you've got your uh, three teams to watch, you've got your uh, scout 11 as well. We're missing out the four players, I think, this week, but you've still got a lot to talk about nonetheless. Matt, take it away. 
Cheers, Ollie. Um, it will start with that uh, ex-West Brom legend, actually. Uh, might might be a bit of a strange one to some, um, but uh, we'll go with uh, Craig Dawson at 0.1% ownership. Uh, he's currently at West Ham, so, um, you know, clean sheet in their last game and two home games in this uh, in this double game week. So, you know, it's 4.5 million. You know, if you've got a wild card, need someone cheap in there or you're bench boosting, you need a cheap defender. No, not a bad shout. Only owned by 0.1%. So, you know, huge, huge differential. And like Oli just, uh, Oli just mentioned, he's a big set piece threat. So good one if you want to get into that West Ham defence. Looks like he's uh, now down a starting spot. Another one, um, Jack's mentioned him just before, Phil Foden, 6.6% ownership. That is absolutely nothing for such a good player. I personally do think he is going to get minutes in both games. I think his form's too good. Um, I think he'll play in the first game against Palace. And I think he'll definitely come on even if it's half an hour in the second game. Or maybe even start because it is the FA Cup next week. So it wouldn't put it past me if City play their strongest uh, players for the two game weeks and then change up in the cup. So um, really, really like him, Phil Foden with 6.6% ownership. Um, another one is going to be another double game week player, Eric Bailly from United. Really, really low ownership, 0.5%. Seven points against Burnley, which included a bonus. He's obviously got Liverpool, which is a tough game. You know, it could be a low scoring game. It could be a tight game. Then he's got Fulham away. Um, so there is potential set piece threat, potential for a clean sheet somewhere and some bonus points. Such low ownership. Plus the game week after United have got Sheffield, uh, Man United have got Sheffield United at home. You'd expect a clean sheet in that one. So good time to get on him now. 4.9 million. Another one, double game weaker, James Madison. I've had him here a few times. He's had his injury problems, but Rogers has passed him fit. Uh, two OK games for Leicester. Home to Saints, uh, home to Chelsea. You know, they look, they look tough, but two home games. He's on set pieces, 4.7%. Huge differential. And then the last one, it's going to be a Villa player. I know they've got the City game, uh, but they've also got uh, Newcastle at home. He's a 3.8% owned and he's he's the penalty taker for, uh, for Aston Villa. So, you know, we know how penalties have gone this season with VAR. So 3.8%, definitely... Uh, Definitely worth a look if you're looking for uh, for an Aston Villa midfielder. Definitely. So, I mean, just on your point about FA Cup, it's an interesting one. Manchester City will uh, travel to one of the most uh, quirky football name stadiums, I think, in the English Football League. The Johnny Rock Stadium is uh, where they're travelling, or Wadden Road, if you're being traditional. League 2, Cheltenham Town. Is that going to factor in, the fact that they're playing, you know, Cheltenham, where, you know, you expect them to win and win well? Will that factor into their Premier League plans, or do you reckon that it'll... Um, it won't affect them at all. Yeah, look, I think if, um, if the Premier League teams do have a, a nice fixture in the FA Cup, probably prone to play their best teams in the league. Uh, seems to be the trend in the FA Cup probably in the last sort of 15 years or so where a lot of sides um, in the early rounds don't really play their strongest lineups. I don't personally agree with it. I think um, I think you should play your best team in, in the FA Cup and obviously go and try and win it. But I do think that's a good point, Ollie. I think... Uh, you know, I think that the fixtures will play a part. Um, you know, and if, if one of the top sides has an easier fixture, they'll probably focus more on their, their two Premier League games if, if they're in a double game week. You'd think so. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot more talk about Manchester City coming up because they're one of your three teams to watch. But um, 
you know, who are the assets you reckon from Manchester City that might well be rotated or, you know, may well play in the, in the Cheltenham game or, you know, might face a bit of pep roulette? Who's most at risk? Yeah, I'd probably say definitely at left back. Um, you know, I think they've been playing Zinchenko lately. Um, you know, whether or not they play him again, he played in the week. Um, whether or not him and Mendy get rotated in the next couple of games. Um, I think uh, De Bruyne is pretty safe. I think Diaz is quite safe. Stones is quite safe. Um, although there's also a risk that Fernandinho might get, you know, dropped back into centre-back. Um, but they do have a bit of an injury crisis there at the moment. Um, I'd probably say Cancelo is quite safe at the moment. Whether or not they do a rotation with Walker, I'm not really too sure. Walker could also drop into centre-back. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say with Pep Roulette. I don't think anyone can uh, can really, really, really tell. Um, you know, even Raheem Sterling's probably, uh, you know, under threat still as well. So, um, yeah, it's a tough question, Ollie. I don't think anyone can uh, can read read Pep's mind and Pep Roulette. Not even the uh, not even the City fans. So, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a really tough one. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a you know, it's a thing that all FPL managers are going to have to think about. Just quickly, on to your three teams to watch. We've said that Manchester City are already one, and the other two, no real surprises. Yeah, look, I've gone for the two teams playing each other, Liverpool and, and Man United, but that's just purely based on the fact, obviously, United are uh, you know are on form at the moment, top of the league, uh, and obviously Liverpool are the uh, the current champions, strong side, and they've both got a pretty good second fixture. Liverpool at home to Burnley, uh, Man United away to Fulham. Um, so I've had to put them in there purely for the fact they play two games. I would have liked to put my own team in there playing against Sheffield United, but there's only the one fixture. Uh, and I also wouldn't have minded Chelsea. Um, Chelsea in there, but their form's just not quite there. You know, same as Arsenal. they are uh, got an easy game against Newcastle, but just don't have the second game. So it's got to be Liverpool and United for me. All, all the big guns, Salah, Fernandes, Rashford. Yeah, it's just it's. I'd like to ask the rest of the panels uh, panels opinions on this because obviously, um, Jack, obviously you're a United fan yourself, and uh, and Elliot, you know, a, a massive football watcher. But it's an interesting one. Your three teams, Matt. I think it's the most interesting you've had, you know, all season. But Jack, we'll start with you. Would you have gone the two teams that are playing each other in Manchester United and Liverpool, particularly since it's such a clash of the heavyweight? You know, you know, top two in the league, both flying, chance for you know to gain some ground on the other or to to really get yourself an advantage over the other. Would you have gone the two teams playing each other? Well, I think um, obviously assets within there. Everyone, like, throughout the for the next two games uh, in the week, uh, Liverpool have got uh, Burnley, yeah? Um, so I think if you're picking any of those Liverpool assets in there, they're great players to pick. Um, and then obviously with United um, playing Fulham in that second game as well. Uh, the likes of Fernandes, Rashford, um, even maybe some of the defensive assets or even De Gea. You know, there's potential to get clean sheets in there as well. Um, so, yeah, two good teams to pick and, and back with uh, the assets that they've got within the squads. Yeah, definitely. Um, over to you, Elliot, now. I just want to ask this quick question. If you're deciding between, say, a Bruno Fernandes or a Mohamed Salah being a Manchester United asset or a Liverpool question, uh, or a Liverpool asset, sorry, who would you be going for? Would you be siding with the Red Devils or are you going with the, uh, with the Anfield side? I think... To be honest, mate, Bruno Fernandes is the man at the minute. So I think I never thought I would have said this ever, but I think you got to go with the Man United asset, in my opinion, because I think, you know, Liverpool, they've been great this season. They've shown it at times. They've, they've done well and whatnot. But Burnley, they aren't the worst team defensively. They've really stepped it up the past few weeks. And you saw, I know you watched the, the Newcastle-Liverpool game. They struggled to score. 
they missed a lot of good chances, but they did struggle to score goals. So I don't think, you know, obviously they'll go beat them 7-0 now that I'm saying this, but I, I, I'm still convinced with Salah. I've still got him in my team, but I just think Bruno's going to do the business for you week in, week out. I know he's blanked the past couple of weeks, but he's just been so reliable this season. He's been the man that everyone can count on. So I, I would go with the Man United asset personally, mate. Crazy stuff to think about. Just in the private chat we've got here on the broadcast, Jack is just going all Bruno, 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 Mr. Reliable. So obviously a lot of love for uh, the Portuguese maestro in the chat there from uh, from the resident Manchester United fan on the podcast. But he's definitely had a massive impact and interesting to see that you've gone with Manchester United over Liverpool for this week, Elliot. Um, just to continue on your guru section though, Matt, we've got your captain picks for this week and we've got a few interesting ones, a couple from that game that we mentioned that heavyweight clash between Liverpool and Manchester United. Far away, who do you think the best captain shouts are? Yeah, definitely Salah. Uh, two games at Anfield is really hard to, to look past. Um, great record there. You know, he's, he's, pr- he's scored goals against Man United before. Um, and then Burnley at home. Burnley are looking quite solid lately, but you know, you'd back Salah at home in, in any fixture. Definitely Salah. Uh, definitely Fernandez, given United's form. Uh, Breiner as well, although I've, I've not been too uh, too impressed with his with his uh, numbers this season. I think he's only got one goal from open play, um, but with a double game week, seems reasonably safe um, from rotation. So uh, definitely De Bruyne. Going to definitely put as well Jamie Vardy down there if he's fit for both games. Uh, loves goals against home uh, at home. Sorry, and he, and he loves big games too. Um, so definitely those four. Curveball, it's going to be Suchek from West Ham. Two home games, Burnley and West Brom. And I feel like it's one of those games where I can quite easily see West Ham scoring from a set piece um, in that type of game or from a corner. And, you know, he's just on the end of everything, isn't he? Um, for me, I think if you've really, really, uh, you know, got got some minerals about you, you'd, uh, you'd triple captain Suchek this week. Um, yeah, I think great shot with two home games. So. Was that, hint, was that a hint for me there, Guru? <laughs> I asked if you. I don't know if you've if you've got it in your jack to uh, to take the curveball curveball this week, but um, he's baiting me. Interesting one. I think. I think, you know what, I think, <laughs> I think there is a few. Uh, there's a few on Twitter that have done it. Um, you know, you definitely think he'd, he'd grab a goal in one of the two games. Whether or not he could do it in in both is is uh, you know it's hard to tell. Again, though, Salah and Fernandez are probably the uh, the two you'd, you'd still pick um, over. You've got to look at it, right? If you look at this as a single game week, um, and if the fixtures were Liverpool v Burnley and Fulham v Man United, um, or West Ham versus West Brom, you're going to pick uh, a man, uh, sorry, a Liverpool or Man United player as captain over a Suchek. So that's another way to look at it as well. I think you've got to do it, Jack, to be honest. I'll, I'll put my two cents into it. You've got to do it. You've got a triple captain, uh, Suchek, just for the folklore. You've got to do it, please. Got to do it for the banter. The go banter on. Or... Yeah, listen, I'll, I'll consider it for sure. I think it'll be a last-minute decision. I think the deadline is what ten p.m. here Saturday, um, Australia Eastern Time. So That's I correct. think at nine fifty-eight, we'll see what button I press and what player I select. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine if he triple captain Suchek and he scores a hat trick in one of the games, just out of nowhere with a hat trick? It'll be all over, um, you know, the FPL Twitter. How they've like this person's randomly captain uh, player X and he scored a hat trick. 
Just imagine you, if you don't captain him and he does that. <laughs> no, uh, it won't happen. But um, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> so now, Matt, on to your Scout eleven. Who have you gone with this week? And do you reckon it'll uh, keep up the good form of uh, Scout 11s? Yeah, look, I hope so. I did I did say to Jack earlier that if gone with the uh, Guru Scout squad of last week, he would have got 12 more points. He didn't <laughs> use the free hit and, uh, and it didn't quite work out for him. So, you know, this week... I've got a good feeling about this one. Um, I've not gone with a, a double game weaker in every position. Holding in Leno. Um, I've gone for the double up there with Arsenal. I obviously don't always like putting them in there, but Newcastle. I'm going to have to say it again, Elliot, but they Toothless. are just hopeless Toothless. at the moment. Um, yeah. Hopeless. Uh, the rest of the defence speaks for itself, I think. Cresswell is just a brilliant option this week. Um, oh, Cresswell, that was my... Just so, sorry, that was Melbourne that I was thinking yeah. instead, of chill, instead of Chilwell was Cresswell very, or very, or, very good option, especially with, with mm. Suchek. Because you've got that, that I, I, delivery of Cresswell to Suchek. I've still got Kufal as well, who obviously will hopefully play on Kufal. the other fullback. So fingers crossed he does the business yeah. for me. But Cresswell's obviously the better Kufal. option. He's on every single set piece under the sun for West Ham, isn't he? So Yeah, Cresswell and then obviously the Diaz Stones combo, although it, like I did have it in the uh, the single game week free hit that combo, and I do like it. Obviously, if the Palace and Villa score, then it does ruin that whole combo. But I think on form, you've got to go with that. Uh, midfield is pretty much speaking for itself again. Salah, Fernandez, De Bruyne, and Suchek is 100% going in there. As you can see, vice captain, a bit more bait for for Jack there. <laughs> um, and then uh, up front, Vardy. Uh, he's had a bit of a hip injury, I did read, but I feel like he's going to get minutes in both. Um, should start against Southampton and should at least play minutes in the Chelsea game, whether it's from the start or off the bench. And the other one, uh, again, it's within the 100 million budget. It's all I could really afford to get in there. And it had to be Watkins where he's playing two games. Um, City may or may not score. Newcastle, you'd expect him to come away with at least a goal in that one. Um, so that's this week. So I, I did want to try and get a Spurs player in there against Sheffield United, but... Yeah, hard. I wanted to base it more around this double game week, especially for those that are, that are using their free hit for a double game week. So, yeah, I think I think they should do quite well, this team. Um, again, I'm scared of rotation for it, and uh, I am scared of COVID for it. But um, all things, you know, go good, then um, I think this, this team could get a lot of points. Surely out of those City assets, if they, obviously them three are, they've got to be... Top of the top of the you know pile for selection, kind of like Stones getting rotated out. He's he's not going to get rotated yeah. out now, surely. I don't know. The only thing that worries me with is just Pep Guardiola, right? And um, mm. you know he could drop Fernandinho back there probably. Um, you know that that he just does strange things. The only mm. other one like I like Cancelo as well. Um, yeah, I was going to mention. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, he's a brilliant option. Uh, I just think it's because I. Personally, had good luck from Diaz and Stones in that free hit, so I've kind of kept them on, on this one. Um, yeah, De Bruyne, I'm a bit worried about him as well, just because Pep said he was tired and didn't take the penalty, whether or not that was an excuse <laughs> or if he was actually telling the truth. That did wor- that did worry me a bit, but um, got to put him in there. Um, he does give him a, um, quite a bit of banter about his, about his fitness, doesn't he? Um, obviously, he says he can't last 90 minutes generally. You can tell when he's tired because he's just, yeah. obviously, he goes, he goes bright red, right? You can tell when when City make the later stages of the Champions League because he just goes missing. So, <laughs> <laughs> true. Great player, great player. But um, 
it seems to be an ongoing issue with his with his uh, fitness apparently. So I would does does hold a little bit of a concern if uh, if you're looking at captaining him this week. But um, yeah, I guess time will tell. You just never know with Pep. Oh, Matt, thank you for another brilliant guru section. Brings to an end, you know, another good guru section. As usual, we'll have to see if the viewers can take on some of that advice and improve their scores this week. Cheers, Matt. So uh, now on to the second part of Peely's puzzle event. A little bit later than usual. It's a bit belated, but um, we'll go with the second uh, the second lot of clues. Played 39 times for Manchester United, winning on the Community Shield and an FA Cup. And my last spell in British football came at St Mirren in 2014. That's probably the toughest one I've done so far in terms of Peely's puzzlers. I know, I know someone will get it. I know Chris Reid should be able to get it based on his guest for one of last week's that we've seen <laughs> privately. So, Chris, if you don't get this one, I'm a little bit disappointed. But to the rest of you, it's a bit of a tough one. So we'll, we'll announce that one next week for you. Best of luck. Now moving on to on to draft. I know we've kept you a long, long time, so we've mutually agreed that this week we'll just quickly breeze over draft and we won't talk about my loss to Orlando at all. Um, so, no, I'll, I'll face did the we? music. Did we? Yeah, I did, did uh, we did. Oh, I've had, a, I've had a nightmare this week, lads. Um, I will stand and face the music. I should cop a lot of abuse for this one. You know, especially how I just breezed over it. Uh, there you can see the lot. <laughs> a lot of low scores. There it is. Week, but, uh, I can't quite excuse that. I don't know why this is so quiet and why I'm not getting abused left, right and centre for everyone. But I lost to Orlando. We'll go through the results and then we'll go over to the table. Jack, you beat David by five points. Again, another low scoring game, but you've got the job done. The three points are in the bag for you. I've lost to Orlando, as we've said. Fair play to Orlando. Absolutely no hate to him at all. You, you respect that. If you lose if you lose, if you you lose, lose to the bottom place side, you've just got to be a little bit disappointed, but give all the respect and move on. It's a little bit of a... A Blackburn and Manchester United from uh, from 2012. If you, if anyone remembers that game, the three-two. Um, but that's where we're going here. Throwback. I've lost to Orlando, and uh, that's all right. He's had a bit of a Grant Hanley moment there as Orlando, and fair play to him for it. <laughs> um, Elliot, you beat Matt, so um, you know, obviously two of us on the on on the on the podcast panel. Matt shaking the head, he's fuming, but Elliot's got the job done, and uh, the Mac lads finally logged into his team after the last six weeks. I don't think he's checked it for the last couple of months but uh, he's logged in today and uh and he's and he's won beat uh, james by eight points I, I i asked him are you checking your team he said no but i beat james so that's all that matters <laughs> so he's still buzzing with that result and james book your ideas up just just to quickly say on the podcast back to that blackburn man united game at old trafford it was three two to blackburn that day um grant hanley i think got got one of the goals i think did he get the winner that day i think he got the winner Definitely i think he got a yeah. goal I feel like Yakubu scored. You know what? I do remember Yakubu it. Yakubu definitely did score. Yakubu definitely did score. That is a throwback. What? Yeah. Wow. It was a strange one because I remember it because I went to watch Spurs play at Swansea and a steward comes up to me and said, you're not going to believe it. Blackburn had just beat Man United 3-2. I said, wow. He goes, yeah, I've just won uh, a bet. I think it was about 28-1 to 1, and it was the highest odds in history of the Premier League for any team to win a game at that time. So it still is. Blackburn, it's that, that is still the record. Still is. Still is to this yeah. day. There you go. Well, Twenty-eight incre- to one. I believe incredible. it might have been. Even 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 Derby County playing in the Premier League and Sheffield United this year. I don't yeah. think they're even getting those odds, are they? <laughs> be Newcastle yeah. next. I was going to say yeah. it's going to be going to be Aston Villa Man United or Liverpool yeah. in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> double double T Kubu and a goal for Grant Hanley with the, uh, with the goal scorers. Goal scorers for Blackburn that day. Um, 
I think Dimitar Berbatov also scored for the menu. But back to draft. Um, back I'm to draft. That's the important game. stuff, Ollie. That's the yeah, important yeah. stuff. Yeah. We've already won this in, in game week. You won this a few weeks ago, Ollie. I let's thought just, that was. Let's the, just have a look where we Orlando heard. Orlando is. I, in I, the, thought, yeah, <laughs> I thought. Because because yeah. you um you know you won those two weeks in a row. You thought you were steaming away with it, mate. And it's just <laughs> since then it's just been a steady decline, hasn't it? In, in the words of Kevin Keegan, we're still fighting for this title. <laughs> <laughs> We're still fighting for this title, and I tell you what, mate, you've got to worry about me overtaking. You know, got to, he's got to go to he's got to go to Elliot away and get something. I tell you what, <laughs> I would love it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> Come on, second half of the season, we are doing a title charge, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get back on top of that league. You still mate, you're just as close. You're just as close to me as you are to Jack. I don't know what's happened to you. Uh yeah. Let's, let's be honest, I've had a shocker, but that's the match of the day right there, the one that's highlighted. I, I don't even need to look at the other fixtures. The winner of this game will go second. I've got a chance to leapfrog Matt, and this really is the week for me, to be honest. I've got to win this one, or else I'm basically mid-table. So that'll be a bit frustrating, just to announce myself as mid-table, but I'll go with my team first. Last week, I've had a shocker. Obviously, I, I, I was gaslit by, Matt, uh, by Matt's advice not to go too hard on this game week. Through Tottenham assets, Ben Davies and Lucas Moore did absolutely nothing for me, and I didn't have anyone on the bench to uh, to compensate. But this week, best believe I'm going to make sure that I've got 11 players on that park, and hopefully, you know, as many as I can play in double game weeks, give myself the best chance of winning this game. But really disappointed with this week, to be honest. In draft, I brought in Kieran Clark of all people. That's how you know I've had a shocking week you that I decided to drop the Newcastle, Newcastle defender. Yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, it's a shocker, mate. I've had a shocker. You, you know better than that. You watch more Newcastle than any non-Newcastle fan does. You know more than anyone not to back us in ever, Ollie. Come on, mate. I, mean, I even said, I even said, I brought Wilson in for Classic. And I brought Kieran Clark in draft and I said that, New, that Sheffield United would get something. Oh, mate, I've had a shocker. But, you know, we move on. We put it behind us. And this week, I think I'll, I think I'll lose this week, to be honest, to Matt. We'll bring up Matt's team in a second. But I'm going to make sure I don't. I'm going to try and make sure that I don't. He only had 23 points himself, to be fair. But um, I think with Salah back, with that double, it's a really annoying prospect. Matt, we'll go to you now that we've got your team on the screen. Are you happy with this team that you've got? And do you reckon it's enough for the three points? No, I actually don't. I think, um, you know what <laughs> it is? Even when I played, yeah, even when I played Elliot, um, I feel like you, both of you, I, I hammered Elliot at the start of the season in a game and then lost the last two. I felt like he's a bit of a bogey team. I think you've beat me, Ollie, as well. And I just feel, yeah, it's, it's kind of like in, in real life where there's teams that you just can't beat. And I don't know, I'm looking at my team. I think it's going to be another Salah versus De Bruyne face-off. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough. I'm not really uh, liking my prospects because I've not got too many doubles in there, I don't think. and um, yeah, I could be heavily relying on Spurs to keep a clean sheet again against Sheffield United. Um, if that happens, it's going to be uh, you know a triple up on our defence. But again, yeah, not too sure. I've got John Stones in there, so I'm pretty happy with him. But um, yeah, in terms of the rest of it, not too sure at the moment. I managed in Nab Cavani, so you know hopefully he uh, he scores in one of them. But yeah, tough. I think it's a tough game, mate, with with you having De Bruyne, um, and I think you've got Zuma in there and a couple of other double game weekers. Well, to be fair, I've taken De Bruyne out of my classic team this week, so I've got no confidence in De Bruyne whatsoever. <laughs> so I think you're going to win this game. I've just highlighted the last time we played in game week 12. Resounding victory it was probably my season peaked at that point and has gone downhill ever since. But um, if I can win again, 
I'll take it. We'll throw it to the panel, though. Uh, Jack, we just want a little bit of an analysis, um, you know, a bit more than one word this week. Bit of an analysis this week on who you think is going to win. Bring out your inner Gary Neville, but but don't be biased, please. Uh, who do you think is going to win this one? Um, can I go for a draw? You can. We haven't had um, many draws this season, though. No, but no. I think there's a, there's a draw all over it. I'm just trying to think more tactically what I want out of young. Oh, you two are playing second. Here's the bias third. coming in. This is the Gary Neville. The bias commentary, like the one he uh, did midweek in the Man United <laughs> game. <against Burnley>. Bias <laughs> Gary Neville. Bias Jack Gillibrand. Why did I bother? Why did you bother? Exactly. So second, second and third, you, you know, you, you're both behind me. I'm trying to keep you away from me. Um, a draw would be, I suppose, better. Um, that'd be absolutely spot on. If uh, you know, if if Ollie gets it, I think Ollie will bottle it, even if he does get ahead. Um, yeah, but, I agree. You know, if he gets the win, no problem. He's going to go back down. Uh, yeah. You know, so either way, a draw, a draw, and Ollie win. But I'll, I'll just say a draw for the sake of it, boys. It's, uh, I will give you credit for that analysis. I will give you a bit of Gary Neville there, even though I've, I've called you biased. Because other than the draw, I agree with everything you've just said. So fair play. I'll probably, even if I do win this game, I'll probably end up falling down the league in later weeks. Elliot, what about you? You know, if we've got we've, we've got Ga- we've got Gary Neville. You're the you're the uh, Alan Shearer of the podcast here. Then what, what are we saying? Say, I thought you were going to say Jamie Carrigan. I was going. To I was I was going to. No, no, not today. Jordy then said. <laughs> I'm just going to say Matt Salah. That's why, pretty much, mate. That's all I can say. Unless De Bruyne does something special, I think Salah's going to do the business this week as well. So, yeah. Succinct and concise. There we go. So, you've got both got your predictions. So, Matt's, Jack's home with a draw. Elliot's gone with a Matt win. I'm going to go with a Matt win. And Matt's going, I guess, for me to win. So, we're all split. We have absolutely no idea what's going to go on. Um, in terms of the other fixtures, though, we will give those a little bit of a mention. Um, just as we round off the podcast this week, Elliot, you're playing against Jack, so that's going to be an interesting one. Elliot, is that, that going to be a draw, Ollie? Is that one going to be a draw? No, <laughs> Elliot, I, w- I want you to win that one just so uh, Jack can be brought that down to earth, just like I was. So um, there you go. And obviously, you know, I think, I think I've been, I think I've been top for uh, six, what is it, sixteen of the eighteen weeks. So I'm not don't have to get brought, yeah. brought down to earth. Yeah. You know, consistent. Kevin Keegan, Sir Alex Ferguson type verbal sparring that's going on. <laughs> I want to make sure that, unlike Kevin Keegan, actually go on and win the league. So we'll have to see how that goes. We've got Rolando and James. Not going to give any Rolando any disrespect on this one. Um, <laughs> I really don't know how to predict this one because it's going to come back and bite me, whatever I say. Uh, David will play against uh, against my dad, Nathan. So we'll have to see. He's made some transfers this week in Classic. I'll, I'll get him to check his draft team. I don't, I don't think he did anything with that this morning. And obviously, we've mentioned my game against Matt. So, a lot of interesting games this week. We'll have to see how they all go. And I've got through the draft section somehow. But um, I've got through unscathed. And I've got through another podcast unscathed. We all have, and we've done it. It's a pretty big one, this one. It's about an hour long. So, uh, the length is a bit longer than usual. But um, it's a massive podcast, a double game week. And we had a lot to talk about. So, it's definitely merited. Elliot, over to you. Obviously, the cup upset is a bit of a shock, really, considering how you've had a decent score. But you're looking forward to this week, nonetheless? Yeah, I'm not too bothered about the cut, mate, to be honest. I usually don't make it too far in it. And if you're not going to, you know, you can make it to game week 37 and still win nothing. So it doesn't really bother me too much. But no, as I said before, I'm not expecting a massive score this week. So I'm not really too keen for the week. But we will have to see. Hopefully the uh, the double game weeks for a lot of my players will pull through for me and I can just keep keep moving forwards, mate. Should be a good one. Definitely should. Oh, that's a good idea. So next week, obviously, the double game week. Um, 
obviously there'll be there'll be games still on the game week will still be going by the time we normally record the pod we could be doing a story so far next week so we'll get that sorted for next week if possible just to review the season and see how things are all going you know just after the halfway stage of the season but to jack to matt and to elliot best of luck this week just not to matt in draft that's it other than matt in draft uh, to the rest of you in classic best of luck to this week and to the rest of you best of luck with the uh, double game week absolute bonanza of football going on hopefully through the lockdown if you're in the if you're in the uk if you're affected hopefully you know we and the football can bring a bit of a uh, solace to you in this time but for now we're done. See you next week for another podcast. And uh, yeah, best of luck in FPL. Take care. Bye for now.